This morning's Dharma talk is titled Radical Meditation. Radical, radical, radical. What does that mean? It doesn't mean outlandish. It doesn't mean disturbing. It doesn't mean rebellious. It comes from the Portuguese Hawaiian word radix. Nobody's arguing with them. <laughs> radix, radical, the root, the down, right down as low as you can get. Even the root is extra. It's, it's above the actual root. But you might have to go in that direction. Going in that direction is, is uh, it's difficult to teach that. It's difficult, if you understand that, it's difficult to take what you understand and convert it into language in such a way that it doesn't get in the way of the person you're trying to teach. Not easy. I often say to anybody that will listen, or that looks like they're listening, you know how that body language where they go, looks like a cocker spaniel, and they're just trying to upset you. Or get their picture taken. So how do we go to the to the root of our situation when you when you go home you just before you go to uh, sleep at night you know there there you are here you are again going back to bed or here you are again getting up in the morning kind of the same person but not exactly and the dreams are coming up or not some people don't remember remember their dreams at all that doesn't mean they don't dream just it means that somebody else is probably so, you know, all the different kinds of meditation there are, uh, deity yoga, uh, mindfulness, closing your eyes, scanning the body, uh, shatipatana, I think is a fancy word, um, mindfulness awareness, shine and laktong, uh, shamatha vipassana, did I say that? No. Radical. So the way radical may look for any one of you could be quite a bit different. The attitude should be the same. The attitude, go to the root of it. Find whatever is happening to, uh, uh, with any of you, whatever kind of emotion or feeling or disturbance or, or happiness, for that matter. Anything that is happening, if you want to investigate that, which if you're in this room, you're a med meditator, so you're probably interested in uh, finding out stuff. Especially if you're having a difficult time and you have all these suggestions coming to you. I have a suggestion for you. Train your mind. And how do you do that? You see the way your mind is untrained. It is not comfortable. It's radical. You sit down and what you're doing is you're, you're not abandoning anything, but you are concentrating on, excuse me, I have a leaky, what it is this? <clears throat> sit down, hold still, and you will, if you don't do anything but just observe, just receive, just very simply, through all the sense fields, including the mind. The mind doesn't get some kind of special consideration here. Nor does it, are we trying to get rid of it? Like some meditation practices will, you know, you have to stop thinking. So label thinking, return to the breath. Not wrong. It's not wrong. Some people, that's the kind of meditation that's going to help them. They may, may need to start there. But the way I teach this is the way it's been taught. As far as I know, it wasn't in Japan in the 12th century. But as far as I know, this type of meditation is, is really taught everywhere. Teachers uh, of various ilks find ways to, if they see what this is, in order to transmit that or help or serve or support others in their uh, path towards sanity, might teach this in a different way. How do you, using those words, path towards sanity? You have to look at the sanity. And how do you look at the sanity? Look at the insanity. 
You have to actually have to look at it rather than cover it up, leave it, abandon it, medicate it, meditate it for that matter. Do anything, but don't 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 add anything onto it. Oh, how do you know if you're doing that? You won't. Well, there might be some symptoms like I think I'm screwed up. Uh, I feel very lonely. This isn't working. That's a real good sign. If you've been sitting and for weeks and weeks, months, even years, and you start to think about your sitting practice, especially the way I teach it, this isn't working, that's one of the best signs on the path there is. You want a path? Receive the negativity. This, this is not about results. It's not about correcting. That's a, that's a, the mundane path. It's all about getting better, learning how to shoot a, what do they call those? Bone arrows? They're made of bone? So there's all kinds of training that has a very definite step procedure that quite is quite ap applicable. Is that it or applicable? It's one of the two, applicable or applicable to this that situation because it's so basic and it's it has uh, it's in this particular human realm where things uh, look like right or wrong, up and down, back and forth, here and there, tomorrow and yesterday. Any more of those? Just extremely bizarre to for a a. Uh, manifestation of the Buddha to show up in all these different ways with all of this confusion. It's on the one hand, it's astonishingly, astonishingly confusing and it's completely brilliant and is at rest. How do you find that? You have to look at the chaos. Radical. You have to look. You don't go towards your idea of the root or your idea. Not that there aren't people who teach that way, but you look at your personal it doesn't even look like anyone else's. If you compare your meditation with anybody else's, am I doing the same thing you're doing? You know, you're all blissed out, or you're in a ter in terrible shape, or you're bored to death, or your knee hurts, or on and on and on. So there, there needs to be, the way it looks here, it needs to be a radical approach using your karma, your mind. If you sit down and observe whatever's moving, this is radical. You will get no proof. If it's radical, you're not going to get proof of that. You're not going to get some kind of, I think you're doing radical meditation. Because, because of why? If you, if you, uh, if, if, if anything is happening, if you're receiving anything, it's not radical. If nothing is happening, that's thought. That is thought. Okay. If you come to any conclusion about anything, then you're, how do you, is it the water glass half full or oh, that's to do with mountains, halfway up the mountain or if you're in the middle of the mountain, are you halfway up the mountain or are you halfway down the mountain? Nobody's smiling, so that must not be very funny. Radical. You, you all know what that is. Any of you have been meditating, you know it when you sit down. As soon as you sit down, it shows up immediately. And then we start to cover it up with our ideas and concepts. But it's right there. And if you try to grasp it, it'll run away. And why does it run away? Because you've uh, you have imputed, or you believe, or you judge, you jump to a conclusion that it's something. You think your thoughts are something. You don't, you don't even know for sure if you really think. If you, if you think you think, then eh, probably not. Yes. You said it shows up immediately. Does that mean we recognize it? That's a particular way of teaching it that you'll recognize it. But I would say that uh, radical is your recognition because it's actually beyond that. But you won't do the opposite either. And you won't take a position on it at all. But you might have to take a lot of positions over the next 10, 20 minutes, 10, 20 years. 
might have to take a lot of come in, sit down in your sendo, your shrine room, your your meditation hall, your bedroom, your closet, your front porch, your back porch, the back of your station wagon. Can we still make station wagons? You? How is it that, oh, um, can we perceive the root, the radical? Uh, how, how is that perceived? And it can, is it perceived through this body? No, everything is perceived up to that. Everything is perceiving this, now you're perceiving that, and you're perceiving this. And if you don't do anything with it, then it, it just keeps moving that direction. To go. It's like walking into a woods. It's like walking into a mist. It's like walking into a long day's journey into night. You know, just the title alone is, uh, is enough to, to let you know. You don't even need to read that book. I have often said, and I'll say it now, if the book title uh, serves their content, then book title is enough, especially if you're radical. I don't believe that. Is there a root? No, no root. And or, nor is it the other way. There's no position on any of that. But we, we need to have something. People are suffering. Uh, I'm suffering. I'm not different from anyone here. There's a differentiation, and there's and there's uh, conclusions and exclusions. But there's no solid being. That's the difference. That's what you have to see. When I say you have to, you don't have to do anything. Do whatever you want to do. Practice. Uh, Kung Fu, practice, uh, practice something you're really good at, that you really feels good. Notice that? You're really good, especially if there are people watching. I think they can tell that I got this down. That's the interesting thing about meditation is if when you're meditating, you'll even impute what people are thinking about as they're looking at you while you're meditating. You notice that? That's called narcissism. Narcissism. I want to be able to say that as a ventriloquist because eventually I'm going to have a donia in my mouth. <laughs> I think I already do. <laughs> this is a dummy. Uh, any position on anything is not radical. And the, the idea of radical meditation is about the journey. It's about the path. It's not a conclusion. You, you won't come to a conclusion about it. You won't need to. There won't be anyone to conclude anything. When I say there isn't anyone, your own presence in this world might... Uh, become radiant or not you might become sour grapes or what was that sour smell in the hallway I find out what that was who made that sour smell <laughs> Shoka <laughs> good boy <laughs> yes I forgot okay so didn't I have a piece of paper yes so I wanted to and I might murder this but if I do uh, then you can feel superior. Um, radical meditation. The reason I'm saying this is because even the words, not only to different people, but to teach this. Radical meditation, French is... Uh, I'm going to murder this. <laughs> and, I, and I listened to it, so I uh, read it. Read it no, me, uh, Meditatio Radical. Is that correct? Who speaks French? Meditatio Radical. Radical. Is that Speak French, Tom? No. Do you like the word? Let's see if anyone recognizes this is another language. Uh, Amulvia. No? Did I get it wrong? <laughs> you know? Okay, I thought you would know. I think that's is it Gujarati. Well, I'll try another. How about Hindi? You know Hindi? Oh, let's we'll see if you know this. 
Katir Antidia. This is embarrassing. I'll go to English. Oh, Chinese. Don't have anybody. Anybody? Would you? No, you don't know. Chinese is Xi Jing Ming Xiao. Xi Jing Ming Xiao. I think that's pretty close. That sounds pretty close to that. Anybody want to correct me? That one's good. Huh? That one's good. Thanks. So I had some other ones. Well, let me try Spanish. Are you getting impatient? Get Spanish. Who speaks in Spanish? Let's see. Yeah, there. There we go. There's Joseph and Tanya. So Spanish would uh, be. Meditación radical. Radical. Yes. Meditación radical. Okay, enough of that. So, what what I'm using that model for is there's a whole a whole uh, lot of other. I really, really kind of like language, but uh, uh, liking something <laughs> doesn't necessarily confer uh, talent. Um, so, what I'm using that for is to say that that your person, that your way, that there's there's different languages. Each person's karma. The causes and conditions that brought you into this world and were giving you a hell of a hard time when you were 11 or 12 or in the fourth grade and dealing with other people, other little tiny humans like you were, those kind of, remember those years? Remember when you were six or seven, how difficult things could be or maybe how fun? All of that stuff is, is getting to know yourself as an individual. This is what's happening with, the, with these little people in the back. Getting to know yourself. It's a really interesting uh, situation. And if you're interested in training your training your mind to see clearly, then start where you are, as the uh, Chodron's book, book title goes. Start start right here. Sit down. Get to know this. Don't object to it. Don't agree with it. Don't look away. Don't object. Aggression, one of the three poisons. Don't agree. Passion, one of the three poisons. And don't look away. Distract yourself or get up and leave. Ignorance. That's the way we. Uh, that's the way we uncover our own natural, uh, our own natural, um, our, our our original mind, the mind that is not separate from anything anywhere, that floor and that universe, not separate, not the same, but not separate. It's an astonishing thing to begin to realize that you can actually be uh, upset and happy and miserable, and uh, that all this is welcome. Everything's welcome to come in the door. If you start to object to some things and agree with other things, you're, you're just building a little tiny machine we call suffering. Is our original mind able to recognize? Original mind doesn't do anything. It's the, along the path things are recognized or seen. But there's no, that's just a lot of talk to get you to keep practicing. That's why uh, Trump Rinpoche said, my teacher uh, said, uh, uh, no guarantees. No, you just need to do this on your own. You're alone. You're alone. You're, you're, you start out being, by, by being lonely, and then eventually you see you're alone. You don't mind. A question from Hakaran? Yes, Hakaran. What does seeing whatever shows up 
do for us? Not much from the point of view of a gaining idea, but it's whatever shows up, if you're sitting still and you're training your mind, which is the way to, to do that is to sit down and receive. And what, what, what is functioning as an obstruction uh, or as a difficulty or a, or a success or anything that comes up will start to show up just as a, a, a form in consciousness. And what is confusing is we look at the form of something arising in something else, but you have to do that for a while. You have to look at the separation in order to see that nothing is separate. Just like you have to look at the confusion or the ignorance or the difficulty without, without don't fix anything. You have to do that um, before you can see the fundamental uh, purity of that. Everything is fundamentally pure from the, from the beginning. Nothing has ever existed. That's what it says on that, uh, on that uh, scroll as you come in uh, Toganomo. From the, from the beginning, nothing ever was. It's just saying that there's nothing separate, yes. If the original mind doesn't do anything, what manifests? Your ideas about it. And they can come and go. It's the, it's the mistaken identity that creates, that has the issue with things. It objects to some things and agrees with others and has no interest in the other things, passion, aggression, and ignorance. It's an imputed self, so there is no solid self. But you have to see that. You could say, um, who's talking? Who's talking here? Who's talking there? Same thing. Our, our ideas different from arising and passing away? The arising and passing away is just uh, the fluidity of the whole thing. The ideas uh, are, uh, depends on if they're happening to someone. So what happens, what, what strengthens the ego mind is uh, grasping it right and wrong. This is not right. Like the commercial, isn't there a commercial now that somebody will be taking a shower in a, in a shower with a carpeting on the wall and somebody says, that ain't right. They're trying to sell something. Interesting that the commercial did not work because I don't know what they're trying to sell. <laughs> so the judgment, anytime, anytime anything arises, is not that you can't have it, uh, that a negative feeling wouldn't arise with it, but that's just spontaneous. And that's fine. But what will happen was we'll, we'll try to correct something. We want to step in and modify or shift our situation. There are people teaching this all over the internet and are happy to take your money for it. Again, it's not wrong. It's just something people are doing that, that causes them to go in circles instead of going right directly to the top of the mountain and to continue to go. Questions are good? Yes. A question from Susan. Yes. What was it that brought you to Zen from Tibetan? Zogchen versus radical meditation. Just asking about your experience on differences. Yeah, I haven't left anything. If, if you mention uh, Zogchen, you mentioned Kagyu, you mentioned Shamatha Vipassana, you mentioned. Or, I, haven't, I haven't left. This is it's all. Uh, it's just the teaching of the Buddha. It just shows up in all these different ways. Mm -hmm. Like a, it's like a banquet, but you have no appetite. <laughs> I saw one smile. Food eaters. <laughs> yes, sir. When, okay. when I think I understand something, is that a distraction? Could be a distraction, but it might be just uh, ignorance. I mean, it might be a shutting down. Anytime you conclude anything, even if it's validated by the proof, the science, and, uh, and, and uh, uh, Johnny Carson, <laughs> I couldn't think of it. the other guy. Even if it's validated by things. It still, it's 
uh, conclusions uh, uh, shrink up and shut down on awareness. If something needs concluding, it will happen out of causes and conditions, out of pratidya samutpada or dependent origination. Everything that is here that looks like it's stationary is moving all the time. It might be just very, very slow. It's called decay. So is there anything that's constant? So constant is a relative term. And as soon as you, <laughs> well, as soon as you set up it's constant, it has to be compared to something. So it's neither constant nor is it uh, inconstant, unless it's constipated. <laughs> then it's probably got problems. <laughs> but I don't deal with those. Well, someone. No, not really. Enough, enough of that poop in there. Let's go to something else. I'm glad you didn't go to incontinent. I thought you had to go there. Well, if I was on another continent, I would. <laughs> but you're always on the continent you're on. You can't be on another continent. Have you noticed that? Thank goodness you're like here. Be, huh? Thank goodness you're here. I appreciate that. Thank goodness that you're here. Is that. That's Hindi, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness, Sam. Thanks. <clears throat> How about some really intelligent questions? <laughs> I could pull out as well as that. And I'm not correcting myself. <laughs> yes. What is radical about training your mind? So to use a visual image, we're, we're, everything has been created and apparent, and we're here, and we're living our life, and we, we got through uh, primary school, we went to high school, maybe we went to college, and we're moving, we got married, we have children, or whatever's happening, things are going on, and they're, they're somewhat circular, they're going this way and that way. Uh, and we tend to try to use that samsara, that spinning of the mind, to we, we get pretty clear about that. Sometimes we even become psychologists or, you know, uh, auto mechanics. We get very clear how to do certain things and keep going, and then we impute this person uh, who, who continues to go and to go and to go without any investigation. And then then, then we realize when, we, uh, when we're maybe uh, going to the hospital or we've... Uh, Get, because death comes without warning, suddenly that you just looks like your life is coming to an end. You realize you missed something about this, and so we're not sure what it actually is. But what is missed is you—you you don't really know who you are. So therefore, you think you're going to die because you're identified with your body. We think this is us. If you if you think this is you, it's going to be hard. It might not be hard right now. You might be uh, might have really good health, be living for another two or three years before you. That comes without warning. So radical means to find out who this is. We have no more no more questions about anything. When I say no more questions, I'm not saying you don't want to know what's for dinner. And that's simple thing. But you fundamentally you understand this, and it's not a conclusion. It's an astonishing situation to uh, not think about anything. But you can't do it by stopping thinking. You can't train yourself to stop thinking because that's that's a part of the consciousness. You might as well. Will be uh, plugging your nose or holding your tongue so you can't taste anything. I'm not going to taste anything. It's a new kind of yoga. <laughs> there, there are practices that are weird like that. Michael? How does a simple mind live relatively? It's not separate from it. So everything functions just, you don't refute anything, you don't necessarily accept anything. I'm not saying you're not really attached to banana cream pie. I certainly am. I think about it often. <laughs> and on my birthday, I'm going to have some. Along with a couple gallons of insulin. <laughs> <laughs> so th things are still coming and going, but they're not happening to an individual that objects or agrees or has a problem. It has no problem. It doesn't mean that you don't get a toothache and it hurts and you take medication. 
or you have acid reflux, which I do. Thank you, by the way. She brought me some more kind of pills for those. Enzymes. Oh, yeah. somebody was joking with me. They told me it was uh, lysergic acid. That's my <laughs> I said, that's a joke. You didn't say that, did you? Not sure what to say right now. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how I do this. What are you guys doing here? We have been talking at the fridge for about half an hour now. I'm talking at the fridge? I'm looking at a refrigerator? Is that without the R, just refrigerator to save energy? <laughs> what else do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> yes? Ask your question, please. Um, does finding out who we are satisfy us? I think the idea of satisfaction kind of goes away, and you have a deeper realization of what that is. You, you, you don't become, you become, if you become anything, you just become ordinary. You don't become a special person. Although, in order to teach this, some in some traditions, they build the teaching person up. Look, I'm on Go high in the air, I am. I'm on a Tom, if I'm Zen guy. More? Other questions? Sito? If we're observing what comes up, and I guess endeavoring to see the root... Will there just be one thing, or could it be a lot of stuff that comes up and, and could be considered root? So, uh, radical meditation isn't necessarily about seeing the root. It's uh, using that concept to go towards the, uh, a, a, an assumed source for everything. But you, you, to say it literally, you won't find anything. But that no finding is is, you, is finding. It's not a conclusion. You just you just understand that. You understand the Buddha's, uh, one of his basic, the basic teaching is Patita Samuppada, dependent origination, that there's no, there's no solid self in the skandhas, there's no solid being, even though we, we feel like if something goes wrong, we feel like it's happening to me. If something goes right, we feel like finally, finally having some success. We, we double up on everything to build uh, and uh, re- reaffirm someone who's doing much better or someone who's not doing so well. Extremely uh, complicated. So there could be some of that showing up, and I would what I would say is whatever show if you're sitting down holding still, endeavoring to hold still, and endeavoring use that word to just observe, to give everything your attention, whatever sense field is uh, is the strongest or weakest or whatever, give everything your your attention and begin to notice the nature of conscious consciousness that doesn't that there isn't anyone there doing that. I mean, there's a there's a feeling of. Somebody calls my name, I respond. So there's some kind of connection happening. It was, a, but it's very uh, slight, and it's not necessary. And it's, it causes horrible suffering in the world for people to have strong opinions, ideas, things. They've been, we've been taught you should have opinions. You should do this and that. You should be uh, not take any any crap off of anybody and those kind of things. A question from Susan in Traverse City. Yes, is Noting relationship as it is, a method of moving toward understanding. Uh, noting relationship as it is, I'm not sure about, but just whatever whatever is happening, that's uh, what needs to be happening. How do you know it's happening? So, and then our ideas about it, those are also happening. But keep keep it uh, uh, keep it simple. A very whatever's happening, add nothing on, no interpretations. Uh, ha- it's. Uh, you could say uh, just having a feeling of not, like in post-meditation or after you get up off the cushion, not particularly knowing what's going on. 
it's fine. Uh, it's sometimes looked at, from the ego point of view, it looks like a feeling of going backwards. You feel like you're not, might be doing something wrong. That's why it's necessary to have a, a Buddha Dharma Sangha teacher teaching community, yes. A question from Joseph in the other room. What is the have to in don't do anything unless you have to? Well, the fancy word for that is patience. Sit still, watch what moves, rather than trying to make things move or push on things to get away or get things to come towards you. I'm not saying you won't do one of those two, and from someone else looking at you, they might think that you're just like anybody else, pushing and pulling and ignoring and so on. But your uh, intention or attitude to be with all things as it is uh, might show up in different ways. And it might take a while for you to begin to understand through awareness the way you're, you have a priority about things. You have to see the priority. You have to see the, the subtle judgments that come out, comes up that keeps you from allowing things to come and go by la laminating ideas and concepts on top of them that slow them down and, um, and seem to work to gives us the illusion we're in control of our world. It's just uh, it's just not helpful uh, in, in the, the proverbial long run. But what is helpful? Train your mind. Sit down, hold still, see what this is, and stretch or strengthen the, the observing part of the consciousness, which is, has innumerable parts. Uh, read the Abhidharma material, and you'll see that. you find out they're, they're just full of parts. It's like looking at the inside of a of a golf bag, maybe. Could that work? Thanks. It would if it was full of uh, bumblebees. Then it would be complicated. It's like that. It's, things are going this way because everything is uh, is cooperating. Yeah, even if it's uh, through uh, some kind of difficult area, there's still the cooperation started back here somewhere. Then causes and conditions bounce off from each other until you get an, uh, the apparent present situation. And then what is ignored? Uh, what is ignored is that that is not separate. It looks like a bunch of separations. Like, <laughs> any more questions? <laughs> yes. A question from Greg in the UK. Yes. It is said we are creatures of habit. Are the thoughts me, mine, I just habits? If so, what's left? <laughs> so. The way I would respond to that would be say, look at rather than try to stop them or try to try to do manipulate them or do something with them. Actually, just look at the habits that come and go with with no addition, no subtraction, without anything else, and then see if you can uh, register that there's a spaciousness that is there that those arise in and fall away. We tend to uh, we tend to grasp on to the thing to push it or grasp onto the situation to. Uh, inflate it or grasp onto the situation to get rid of it. But you could just observe that coming and going, coming and going in the mind, like clouds in the sky. It's like uh, uh, thoughts in the mind stream. And the mind stream or the, the, the awareness is just, uh, it's just about observing that happen. Observing that coming and going, coming and going until, uh, until you understand deeply what that is. And, and it wouldn't necessarily agree with anyone else. I wouldn't, if you Talk to other meditators about your meditation. Uh, not a good idea. Keep it to yourself. And when I say that, I'm not saying can't share ideas or, you know, every day. Uh, we talk about the Dharma constantly. Someone might bring up something in the middle of that that has to do with their personal meditation. But very good idea to just uh, be alone there. 
be together, sangha, be alone. I think Trump and Bajay used the image of people walk together in the path that nobody leans on anybody. This is called, uh, starts out as lonely, and if it ends up at all, it ends up as being alone. Does there need to be an intention to see the root? Is any sitting radical meditation? I think each person would use that differently. Some, some people might, this might not even be, feel particularly helpful, kind of a, just to just not be helpful. So I would say, whatever whatever you're doing, if you're doing some, a meditation completely different than what I'm saying, I don't know what you should be doing, but you do. So you might sit down and you might use that, just like some people sit for longer periods than others. That's why we don't have scheduled walking meditation. It's a, it's a Zen temple, monastery, but um, from my experience over the last number of years, uh, um I'm not saying you shouldn't do walking meditation. Do whatever you want to do. Uh, the most important thing is to sit still and observe what continues to move. That's the basic instruction as I understand it and teach it. But getting up and doing walking meditation is, uh, even though it's called walking meditation and bringing meditation into action, I don't agree with that. Now, I don't, I don't disagree because some people may need to do that. But if you're talking to me, I'm probably not going to encourage that. At the same time, I would say if you want to get up and walk around the room, you should do that. It shouldn't be somebody up there with a bell telling you when to do that. That that could, because it's a because it's structured, they've gone too far with the form, and that form is about control. And I'm not about controlling anybody. I'm about getting you to see what your mind is and to stop fighting with yourself. Be genuine. You might have to feel crazy for quite a long time. And the craziness may never go away. What goes away? Nothing goes away. Nothing changes. You should ask questions about that. It's, I'm, I'm saying things that don't make any sense at all. Kiyun, this better be a good one, Kiyun. What's radical? Nothing changes. How's it look to you? I don't know. <laughs> That's it. My goodness, you got it. Why did you get it? If there's uh, suffering that arises, and we see it arise, and then it goes away. We see it arise, and it goes away. We see it arise. What's what's radical? What sees that? Who sees that? You just went this way and this way and this way. There was some kind of continuity there. There was, there was uh, but the imputation is that someone sees that. Find out if there is someone. Even even seeing no self is, is just uh, you're still not to the top of the mountain. Using a mountain as a Metaphor. Is there a continuity that's not a self? So that's a, a teaching device that there is continuity. Like uh, the word sutra means suture, and the word tantra means a thread or continuity. So what what is it that has the continuity? Because that's separate from the continuity. Or is it? For a minute I thought you understood what I said. Just by the look in your face. But then you start smiling. Yes. A question from Susan. Shikantaza is a physical posture container that quiets down impulsivity in my experience. Isn't this quieting of impulsivity a kind of doing? Yeah, you're, you're meditating. You're sitting down to meditate. But uh, if, you're, if, if Shikantaza is quiet, quieting down impulsivity, you need to meditate more. Because you're missing, you're missing the, the the dark uh, woods. 
not you, not you. Just using you as a standard. <laughs> I'm saying that, that you, you need to do more of it. Because if you're just getting quieted down, I mean, it might take a few months, few years before you actually see the, 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 the confusion radically that you've been covering up for who knows how many lifetimes. Don't believe a word I say. You're here, so you could listen, you could consider it. But if it seems like uh, malarkey, I occasionally use Sanskrit words. You have a question? Yes, uh, from Sanho in Oklahoma. Sanho. What does radical meditation look like at the hardest times in our lives? Uh, that, when it's the hardest time in, in your life, uh, if you're uh, in, in Sanho, uh, Mountain Phoenix is his name. And uh, what do you think you got that name? What does a phoenix do? Comes out of that. So just just look at it. Don't add, don't subtract, don't divide. Just the attitude would be, uh, which is, this may work and to, to give you some kind of understanding, may not, but just be willing to feel that way from now on. Have a willingness to not fight with anything. And of course, uh, in uh, the Bodhisattva vows to uh, be with all things, to save all beings, put others before yourself. That's hard because of the concept of that looks almost like some kind of humanitarian thing. It is not. You can put others before yourself and go to a mountaintop and never come down. Milarepa stayed in his gate, the Tibetan saint, yogi, songwriter. Other questions? We have five minutes left before we can leave. What does it mean to put others before yourself? See that there isn't anyone. It's a, it's a statement that is a very relative statement. You have, that means find out who you are. Find out who wants to be special. Find out who wants to emphasize their suffering. Find out who, who is it. Is there someone there that actually wants something? So that's uh, to clarify that will show you how to relate to others because you're fundamental. It looks like you're separate from others. But you, uh, others are accessed through your consciousness, not by going out into the world. And um, not that there aren't ways. The three ways, uh, which I'm sure you've heard of, are uh, to uh, support others through giving them money or food or support or shelter, protect them that way, uh, to protect them uh, uh, from danger, to encourage them to be brave and face their situation if the occasion arises where they're open to that kind of help. And then the third way is to teach them the Dharma, if they're open to it. Well, when you use the um, image of a root, I get the image of a tree. And it seems like we can't see the roots. They're co completely covered. What covers the root of what we're trying to look at? Turn a lotus root, a tree root. Does that help? <laughs> if the root was in the sky, would that help? Okay, then we'll do it that way. From Gyokudo up in Minnesota. I knew her. If we awaken, will the desire to be somebody no longer show up? I'm not saying that that is some kind of guarantee or something. It may or may not, but you won't be concerned with it. It's just like suddenly you look in the mirror and you see feathers coming out of your head. You think, that's odd. Not even a bird. So you'll be aware of it, but you won't won't have too much concern. You'll notice that you that maybe jealousy comes up in the in this open dimension which uh, your life has become. And if suddenly you 
or you hear anybody say that they no longer suffer, that they're totally at peace. And you should look around the corner and see there are a lot of red flags coming out of the ground. Anybody that makes any claims about some kind of wonderful, successful situation is separating themselves from you. Anything more about Roots? It's also a pretty good movie. Any questions from the people over in the Northern Gate? Yes. Why do we want to separate ourselves? So the separation, the desire to separate, just like the desire to join, is for security. And it's security for someone. And we've got all these uh, these uh, nerve endings and all the six sense fields, including the mind, that are very sensitive. And so those are meant for navigating a human realm or a, a three-dimensional realm. But what happens is we, because of causes and conditions, we get loaded up by things going haywire and through a lot of suffering. So we want to get away from that. And we and that carries over into a situation where everything is going along perfectly fine, and yet we still have that desire to get somewhere else, get something else, something else, something else. There isn't anything else. And when I say there isn't anything else, I'm not saying we're all one, but I'm saying there isn't anything else. So look at look at the desire to do something else or to go somewhere. Another way of saying that is uh, so you can find out who you are, so you can find out your true nature. In this tradition, it's called Buddha nature. There are other traditions that may have other names. Should I go through these names again? <laughs> Brad, you're not smiling. <laughs> Further on that, it's a good question. Any other questions? How does one recognize that someone is open to the Dharma? Uh, that's a good one. If they ask you a question about it, there's one thing. So I understand, like, um, so you could ask, ask me a question, like, why do you meditate? Say that. Why do you meditate? Um, helps keep me honest. And then if they don't ask any more questions, they'll offer nothing. Make them drag it out of you. You know, you know what I'm saying? I don't mean drag it out of it, but make sure that you have a receiver for what you're, like, if you're, if you're not doing it with that person. I'm not talking about necessarily about convincing them, but respond to their questions so they actually, when they talk to you, they're actually get, getting uh, uh, the fundamental connection there, the communication is happening. How do we teach something that we don't understand? That's the only way you can teach it. As far as the spiritual path, if you understand it, you're you're dropping back down the mountain and you're te teaching people how to how to uh, mow lawns. Not wrong. That maybe that's where you need to be. But if you want to teach somebody how to uh, see what this fundamentally is, and you have to be talking out of that and out of the mowing the lawns at the same time. Not two. You can't find two things anywhere. You find two things. Get a slip of paper and see if you can slide it between them. Kind of a dumb metaphor, but works, yes. So, like, if confusion arises, like, if I find myself in a situation where the Dharma is being brought up and the ideas around what I think I know about it come up, how can I still be helpful? Start by shutting up. I say, if they, if they insist, then, then you can continue to go, but make sure that you're writing on their energy of inquiry rather than your wish to get them into the Dharma. That's very disrespectful to do that to someone. People need to be respected in their confusion and in their sanity, their brilliance. Like if someone were, were to say, people have said this on rare occasions, so do you think I should practice meditation? 
I say, no, what do you think? I don't know. Well, I wouldn't do anything else you had to. And I mean it. Yeah, if sometimes someone is a different uh, religious, uh, a Christian or something, a uh, different path, and respect them, leave them alone. Try to, not that you would, but I'm just saying uh, they might want to know about meditation, but they're, they're, you need to see their intention. And you can tell their intention by the nature of the question. They might, their intention might be to be friendly to you, to show you that even though they, they think you're in a cult, that they don't dare say that to you because they think you're a really nice guy. So they're just going to kind of fish around there and see uh, if you're going to try to get, if they're, you know, you're going to try to get me into this cult. <laughs> and a friend, friend of mine from high school, once or years and years ago, he says, it's really an interesting thing about you. Uh, Called me Bob because that's my name. Uh, is you never try to get any get me to do what you're doing? Does that mean I don't want to attain enlightenment because I want it all for myself? <laughs> you know, it's just be really respectful of that and, and and watch people's boundaries. People have their invisible unless you understand the the structure of their mind, the way they come and object and agree and object and agree and look away, object, agree and look away. Most people are doing that. If you're not doing that. And you're not meddling with them, and you're respecting their confusion that they need to be, they need to awaken. This is not a belief system. If you believe this, um, you might need to believe it for a while, but at some point that will go in the scrap heap, yes. Can we see somebody's intention without um, necessarily having content show up of, oh, this is what this person wants? Yeah, you can, you can, you can feel that. Sure. Especially you. Some people aren't as sensitive as you are. That's not a compliment. That's just an observation. Oscar. So back to Gilbert's question. Yes. You said that uh, you won't be concerned. Who won't be concerned? What was your question? She <laughs> asked about realization. And if you realize, then uh, would the radical or whatever be of interest? And I think you said, yeah, it might show up, but you won't be concerned. So there, the, it might show up in consciousness, but it doesn't belong to anybody. There's no ownership. There's no, there's no territory. There's no separate territory from anything else. So therefore, there, there isn't anyone to be concerned. And it's not that the, even the concern might show up, but it gets no oxygen. It can't, it can't live unless you agree with it, disagree with it, uh, or look away from it. It can't. All, everything that is apparently separate gets its energy, its uh, apparent individuality, its separation, its singularity from those three poisons and from dependent origination. This has been going on for since the beginning of this time. So there won't be an identity. There might be there might be some kind of a feeling, but that's also dependently about uh, wonder why I don't feel this or wonder why I feel I felt this a few minutes ago and now this is dissolving. Or I wonder how I can get that feeling back of not caring about anything. I wonder how I can get that feeling back of feeling really good, of having a really good meditation. If you come, came to me and said, I had a really good meditation today, it would depend. Some people, I would say, that's wonderful. But most people who live at the monastery, I would say, oh, that sucks. <laughs> Looking away from your suffering again? <laughs> Dharma humor. <laughs> I'd starve if I didn't do that for a living. That's why we don't charge anything. Yes? When we use the concept of stillness, is there suffering in stillness? Yeah. As long as it's a concept. There, there isn't anything but stillness. In movement, and there isn't anything but movement and stillness. It's again, I mean, it sounds like oh, that's another one of those who knows kind of thing. 
But it, you could you could use those and see and go into those with some 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 sincerity. Look at stillness and see how it gets its the conceptual look behind the conceptual understanding of something being still. You can't have stillness without motion. You can't have sound without silence, even if you aren't Simon and Garfunkel. Are we at the end of our sojourn? Very good. Thank you so much.